Greetings. Uh, this is uh, Coach Jackie with uh, Uzazi Podcast. Uzazi Podcast is designed to help you reflect on uh, your beliefs about parenting and to think about uh, why you parent the way that you do and whether you achieve the outcomes that uh, you are, you know, that you intend to achieve with your children. So it's really about starting from the inside out and, um, you know, reflecting on why you parent the way that you do so that if you find that you're not achieving the outcomes that you desire, then you can begin to do something about it. Um, I think we all agree that one of the most important influences on how we parent is how we were parented ourselves. And uh, so today's theme is really around how our own upbringing affects our parenting style. And today I am very privileged to have Lilian Dabuki, my good friend, a parenting coach and many other things, to share a very interesting story about her parenting approach and how her own upbringing influenced that approach. Lillian, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. Please begin by introducing yourself. <laughs> thank you, Jackie. It's always such a pleasure to spend some time with you um, in such moments or just when we are having a cup of tea. Um, you are a woman who has so much wisdom and uh, I always learn so much, I mean, from you, especially about parenting and just about other issues of life. And, and it's not only in, um, in the fact that you are my friend, but I have seen the same thing reflected in your children and in your home and the way you run everything. So it's always such a pleasure in such a moment. And also apart from that, when we just have a cup of tea. And uh, I like how disciplined you are. Jack is this person who says, one o'clock to two, it's one o'clock to two. <laughs> yes. So it's such a pleasure, especially to do this uh, pod podcast with you. My name is Lillian Damboki. I am a daughter. I'm a wife to Andrew Damboki. And I'm mother to Mwendwa, 18, Jadidi, 14, and Janice, 12. And I am a friend to many. I'm a mentee to Jackie. And I'm a mentor to many other people out there. Yes. And um, I'm also a Christian, so my, 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 parenting, uh, my parenting is influenced by the word of God. Yes. Okay, Lillian, thank you. And thank you for the very kind words that you said about me. Um, what are some of the joys you have experienced uh, parenting your three children? <laughs> Jackie, actually, the joys of parenting. I think the joy begins that moment when that child comes out. And you see, it's actually filled with, with, with joy and at the same time with fear because you're wondering whether you have the, the, the capability to actually raise this child. And I remember bringing home my firstborn son and I was really, really worried. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with this child? Then it hit me that I didn't have to do anything. All I just needed to do is breastfeed him and make him sleep and change him. And, and, and that's how my journey started 18 years ago about parenting. So my joys of parenting are many. I was just 
think reflecting on it and I realize there are many is that moment when they first call you mama and 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 when they say you you, you they call you mama first or they call daddy first and you're you are like you're so excited the joys of parenting is seeing your child turn into a mini you and a mini of their father that was such a joy for me you know when you can see yourself at the same time you see your husband in that child and the way they don't fall far from from you you know like the way i always when i'm parenting parents i just tell them a child that child is not far from you don't worry they will turn out right and 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 just seeing them teach you the things you taught them when you told them something and they bring it back to you but mom you said you should not do that you know and then see them inspire you and encourage you especially when you are down that's just the joy of parenting when your child can look in your eyes and know Jackie you're not happy and they sit next to you and they tell you mom what is bothering you you don't seem happy or when you come home and you're happy and they just are happy those moments when you got home from a long trip and not say i love you mom i mean or or those things they used to draw when they are growing up and they they write there how much they love you and um when they surprise you on your birthday or an anniversary with flowers or a card or a meal early in the morning like i remember there's a time i woke up i, had, I didn't even know it was mother's day and 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 my children were were busy i mean making breakfast for me so those are the moments that it just brings out that joy and it just inspires you the joy of motherhood is actually or parenting is actually to see the child you are raising becoming and getting formed into the person a responsible and independent person your dreams about that child might not come to pass but at least them becoming responsible and becoming who they are supposed to be because why i'm saying that is because my older son i really hoped for him to be a coffee annan you know and now he's he moved in the world of sports and i'm thinking coffee annan is in the un you know so it's just that joy of seeing your child become responsible and they are able to take care of themselves uh, yes there are so many Jackie I don't know I don't even want to stop I mean when my daughter comes she's 11 now and she comes and she's like mom your nails are looking so bad let us work on them and she's with the the, the cutex and the nail file and she starts filing my nails because those are the joys of parenting is just that seeing your child come home and they are worried about their friend oh now I want to cry when when i remember when my my children come home and 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 they have come home and their their friends are depressed and they come and tell me mom my friend was saying she wants to commit suicide what should i do and 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 i'm like and i talk to them like no 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 i don't want them to know i told you or told anybody just tell me what to tell them you know such moments when you realize they actually care about the life of the other person out there mm-hmm. when they come and tell you my friend is so depressed mom can we pray for them those are moments that i actually find that i'm doing a good job and it's such a joy to see that your child is actually also reaching out and helping that and i think my joyous moment was with my son who reported cooking i'll finish with this one and before he went to college i remember me and my husband tried to teach him simple skills for cooking just know how to make spaghetti know how to make come i show you cabbage is easy to make and my son did not want anything to do with the kitchen then he had to go to college and he had to look for meals and then at that particular time when he sent us a photo 
of a meal he had prepared because he checked on Google. It was just, I had to share with the people. I'm like, just allow me to brag. He finally could cook for him. Yeah, for um, me, that's just a joke. Yes, indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed, Lillian. There are, there are countless joys uh, of parenting and, and I really appreciate your, your sharing yours with us here. Uh, now, Lillian, what inspires your parenting approach? What inspires my parenting par approach, actually, Jackie, is also tied into, honestly, how I was parented. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know the, the fact that when we're growing up, you, you notice that, I don't know in, in your home, but in, our, in, in my home and most homes, it's, it was always like the boys were pampered compared mm -hmm. to the girls. So it's like, like you grow up having to take care of your brothers or you have to take care of... The girls were the ones who did all the work. Okay? So, so in, in my parenting, uh, in, in, in that parenting, when I look back, the things that I didn't like, the way I was parented, is what has inspired me to parent a bit differently. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing is... That, what I, the other thing that inspires me to parent is actually to raise that child to become who they were created to be. Every human being has a gift or a calling or a talent deep inside them where they get, their, um, um, they are pulled towards. So mine was, was actually to help my children to pull them towards what comes naturally for them. Mm -hmm. And that was also my, my way of parenting. The other thing is that I wanted children who were kind and who were disciplined and who respect affected people because one of my values my high, highest value is peace if i lose peace then i know something is wrong and if it's a relationship it's time to walk out my second um value is respect for people mm -hmm. so i was inspired that i want to raise children who respect people respect authority respect their their elders so mm -hmm. even many times will come home and they will tell me, but mom, so-and-so is, is, comes to school with this and that. And I will tell them, no. As far as I remember, I don't have a child in my home called that. that. And because the school said we cannot take that, you are not going to take just because another child took that. Mm -hmm. So also it's about children who will respect authority. Mm -hmm. Because Jackie, you, really, you cannot do life. If I passed away, I didn't want my children to live with their auntie or their uncle or whoever takes them in to, 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 to one that these children are so indisciplined. Nobody wants to take them in because mm. they are so indisciplined. Because you cannot pray. I realized there are some things that I needed to teach my children so that they, they themselves, anybody can take them in. Anybody can mold them Anybody can, can, I mean, they can live with anybody and they become a son. My children being a dread in case something happened to you. So I looked at all rounds. What kind of child do I want? Mm -hmm. I want a child who respects people. Mm -hmm. I want a child also who is, that inspired me to raise that was confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, who can stand up for themselves and who can speak. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Okay, so yeah. so I had you talking about the fact that you you recognize that your children have been created to be something and you want them to achieve that potential. You've also spoken about some very important values and you want your children to, you know, to have certain values um, as well. But you also mentioned the fact that the way you were parented has influenced some of the choices that you have you have made. Now I, I know that you had a very specific parenting challenge as you are growing up. Please share it and tell us how it has impacted your approach to parenting. Yeah, um, actually, Jackie, at times I wonder whether I was parented or I just grew up. <laughs> actually, one of the things that inspired me actually to do parenting or to want to help other parents to do, to parent their children right. Mm -hmm. I remember going to a parenting class. Mm-hmm. And when I went to a parenting class, until that, that stage, I was very aware that I was doing everything that needed to be done right. I didn't realize that some of the way I had been parented, it had actually poured into me. And I was passing the same kind of uh, parenting to my child. So when I went to this parenting class, I remember I went alone. And um, when I was there and I had this man talk, especially in the area of disciplining your child, I went back home and I told my husband, I'm not parenting these children alone. You are coming to this class with me. Because whatever I am learning, we need to learn together so that we can do all those things together. It was an eye-opener for me. Until that fajaki, I thought I was doing a good job. It, and that's why it is so important. You can always think you will be a good parent. You don't need parenting parenting. Skills, you need parenting skills because you are so blinded to how you see things based on how you grew up. So it is like at your back. You cannot scratch your back. You need somebody to scratch your back for you. So that's why people need to go for parenting. That's why I'm so passionate about parenting. So when I realized, I mean, um, looking at that, many times I realized that's what actually made me realize that I was, I just grew I was not parented. I just grew. Um, my, my parents uh, left me when I was young to go to the U.S. to pursue um, an education. So I grew up with my grandparents. So at, at some stage of my life, those are the people I knew. I grew up with my grandparents. And you know how parents are, grandparents are. Grandparents, they will not help you when you come from school and you have a, 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 a they will not bother about you, your academics. Uh, your grandparents, there are so many things that they will not bother about as a child. I remember sitting, and my grandmother, I mean, at that time, you're locked. She locks the house. She leaves you outside, you know, and, and you're on your own. So as a child, I felt like alone. There was nobody to take, to take care of me until evening when they come back is when you are let into the house. Mm-hmm. Then I remember my grandfather dying. I think I was in Saturday one. And then I had to go live with uncles. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when I was living with these uncles, then that's, I think, from there, and then from that uncle, I went to another uncle, and then went to another uncle. So it's like I had nothing or something that I could hold on where I could feel like I belong. So I realized that I didn't, by the time I was starting, when, when my, my parents came back, I was a teenager. So you, can, you, you, you understand teenagerhood is another stage this child has already formed themselves to become something by the time they are becoming teenagers. I remember one incident whereby 
um, in my parenting myself when my son turned 13. And when my son turned 13, I remember he, he became somebody I was not understanding. And I remember walk, coming from school because I had told him when he was, he was 12, 11, I said, if I, here is where I find you when I come to pick you. I will only find him there. Now he has become 13. And why I told him, I'll find him. He's not waiting for me in that place, you know. And you have to, to, to have a conversation. So I remember we are having a conversation. And I'm upset, Jackie. I'm driving and I'm upset with this boy. And I'm talking and I'm trying to explain what's wrong. How could you do that? And now I have told you. And then I turn to him and I say, I don't, even, I don't even recognize that person inside of you. Who are you? I want my son back. And he looked at me like, what is mom talking about? Why? Because he had become a teenager. And it was another phase that I needed to learn as a parent to manage. Okay, he was not that child who said, let's go here and he's following me all over the place. Yes, he had moved from that stage of where they follow you to everybody to a place to tell you, no, I want to stay home. And it becomes a shock because he was my first child. It was a shock when I was seeing those changes as he became independent. So I was staying with my, I came to stay with my mom and my dad when I was becoming independent. So I realized as a teenager, my mom didn't know me. I didn't know my mother. I didn't know my father. So she didn't know me too. So, so and then I'm coming from the village. Okay, so now from the village, we don't use spoons and forks. Then they're coming from the US. They know how to use spoons and, and forks, you know? So I don't see anybody telling me this is how you use a fork. This is how you, everybody will just observe me and look at me. And then I will be like, scolded you know and then and then there were so many other things that i didn't know how to dress the way the way uh, other people dress i remember you had one or two dresses in the village so of course when you went to bath it's the same dress you wore so you come in and you're wearing that dress and maybe it is it's it's, it's not smelling nice and you're told what's wrong with you you smell get out you know those things that you should have actually being guided and being told and because we didn't know each other you know it, it's like it brought a, a friction and I didn't understand her. She didn't understand. And it was huge. Then my mom had to leave again, go back to um, uh, leave the country, leave. Then I had to. I was in campus by then. Now I finally got to stay with a friend. And when I'm staying with this friend, that's when actually I saw, because she was a, a, a godly woman um, who loved her children. Now is when I say seeing parenting also in a different way. Okay. And I know my mom, I know my mom loves me and she loved me. She just did the best she could do. But we didn't know each other. She had not raised me up mm. to, to understand. So um, one of the things I realized that it was impacted me and it was a challenge. It was in the area of belonging. Mm. I didn't. And therefore, every child has to belong. So for me, that made sure that my children knew they were loved and they belonged with us. I have never said to my children, when the people say, oh, they go to their grandmothers during holidays, I can't do it. I'm like, it's my responsibility. They stay with me. I'll come visit you and I will go back with them because I don't want them to feel like they, they have no place they belong. Mm -hmm. The other thing that, that actually was such a challenge was also in disciplining. Dis disciplining and correction was done in such a way that you were left feeling like you didn't, either did not belong or you were not loved. And as a child, your parent is disciplining you because they love you or they talk to you because they love you. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, Jackie, I felt like, like I would be disciplined 
but no words of affirmation, or I was not explained to why I'm getting that discipline. And in the sense, what did it create in me? It created, first remember that I was, I was raised by different people. So already I have this format that I'm not loved, nobody cares about me, I am unworthy, I don't belong. So all these things, I didn't even know that's what my subconscious mind was forming. I realized it later that it had impacted me when I was married and I was already having my career. Is when I could see this I'm thinking, I didn't hear those voices when I was growing up. They were just coming up when I was already older. So I realized the area of, 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 of correction. So in my, in my parenting, when I discipline my child, I explain why you're being disciplined. First, we have rules. We set rules in our homes. And I'm like, when you break this rule, this is the consequence of it. When they were a bit younger, there was a way I'm an African mama and I'm a Christian. I don't shy away from taking the road and disciplining that child because the Bible says that, that uh, inside a child, there's bound foolishness. Foolishness is in a child and it's only a road that drives that foolishness out of that child. So I know a child is born foolish and it's me to be able to discipline that child. But then I set rules first. When my child breaks something or does, or does something that I had not set the rule, it's time to teach them and tell them, Mama, next time you do this, it is wrong. But if you do this, this is the consequences. So even right now when they are grown up, there are rules. Like they know and they're supposed, like for example, one of the rules that if you don't wash your dishes at night and Mama has gone to sleep, if you, you did wash those dishes overnight, you will take care of the next day's dishes. And because they don't like doing dishes, and they know, because I discipline when they're young, they'll obey. So somebody makes sure that they leave the sink clean because they don't want to wash the next day's dishes because they belong to somebody else. So that's one. The other thing I hated, Jackie, quickly, uh, because of time, is comparison. I hated that so much. I was compared to my either siblings who are either doing very well in school, but I was compared with somebody else's child. I hate that up to today. Mm-hmm. I just do not compare me to somebody else. I think it's something I need to come for some therapy from you to be helped to get rid of it. You know, I just, and that's one of the things I chose. I will not compare my children. And I think it's what made me learn about personalities understand every child has a different personality there are those who will love cooking there are those ones who do not love cooking and i have seen it in my children my second son loves to cook my firstborn son doesn't love to cook and he says because you guys love to cook i will be doing the dishes you cook and i respect that bit it was not about forcing him to do it, you know so that was one of the, the reasons that actually inspired my my, my, my parenting mm-hmm. and just the fact that also being guided in my career. I wanted to do design. I remember I wanted to go to Evelyn School of Design because I love clothes and I love beauty and I love all those things. And I was told, no, 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 shipped to campus. You know, I had passed, I think my, my parents, then they just thought, I mean, how can you even start going to a college when you're supposed to, a degree was everything, you know, you understand when we grew up. So for me, it's just sitting back and also being able to listen to what, what does my child want? Mm-hmm. what does my child want what comes naturally for them and being able to support them at the same time putting boundaries I said, I'll support you in your football but remember that at 18 you are becoming an adult at 24 you're out of my house I will not pay rent for you and I will not take care of you so whichever choices know mm-hmm. that you have only 
to, to yeah. So yeah, to, to, I, those are the few that I can. I, <laughs> yeah, but my, my my worst was belonging. Jackie, that is what affected my belonging has been the most horrible one for me. Even when I'm your friend, at times I feel like, am I really bothering them? Do I really belong into their space? Do they really want me? So many times I found myself having to self-approval a lot and it has held me back. Before mm-hmm. even I post on Facebook, I second guess myself because I'm so worried. So mm-hmm. that was the greatest challenge. You just being, and I didn't realize it until I was married, that it had actually affected me. Because when I got married, I remember coming from our honeymoon and I was thinking, I'm living with this man for a short while then I'll move on. Is when it hit me, oh my goodness, I have never settled. So even many times, I mean, even in that quarreling, I'm like, I can leave. I don't have to, to stay with you. And my husband's like, you are here to stay. This is a marriage, you know? So that one affected me a lot. Mm. And also being, yes. Okay, thank you so much, Lillian, for, you know, for your honesty and sharing how the instability that you experienced as a child uh, growing up affected your sense of belonging and you know um the worth and many other things your self-worth and and things like that but uh um from from the way you have spoken about how you parent and all that i i do understand that you have really put in a lot of work in order to overcome those feelings so that you can parent your children differently what what are the lessons that you you draw from how you have handled you know, all those feelings of not belonging, all those feelings of maybe not being worthy. What lessons have you drawn from them? Jackie, I think the first thing if I was ever to advise the younger me, I would tell her, seek for help. Mm -hmm. I wish I honestly, honestly sought for help. If I had looked for a counselor or somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'll have been far. But what I did, because it, some of those things bring in you a feeling of shame. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you feel ashamed to tell people about yourself because they will think you are not worthy. They will mm-hmm. think there is something. There, so there was always this, this feeling of not wanting out there, to go out there and to just uh, look for help, mm-hmm. at least from a professional or uh, from, from um, someone. Mm-hmm. So what I did mm-hmm. most of the time for me, I read a lot of books, especially motivational books. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, would read, I would read a lot of books. And then I think... Um, the, 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 the first time also when I l- tried to look for help, I remember, I think I talked to a pastor mm-hmm. and they were like, go home and, and um, like obey what you're told. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time, many times even you, you felt like you are not being understood and, and, and nobody will understand that you are actually obedient. You are told to do. You are not. I was not that that, that child who was disobedient. Mm-hmm. I, I was. And up to now, I'm a stickler to rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was the uh, assistant head girl at Pangani Girls, and um, so so that's one of the top schools. You know, the teacher saw the leadership in me. But so if it, to be picked to be to to hold that level of leadership, 
in a school, you must be a child who obeys rules. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was not that kind of child who obeyed rules. So that one also threw me off. So um, when, when, when I look back at that, at that particular time, I wish I looked for help from a professional. Mm-hmm. So I hid mm-hmm. my past for many years inside me. And by the time I started thinking, um, and, and then I also, because it had also confused me into who I was supposed to and what I needed to do. I was, I was working for an organization where it was a, one of the top-notch organizations in Kenya. Uh, in Kenya and at that particular uh, time, um, I was doing a job for money and I didn't enjoy it. I, did, I didn't honestly enjoy the job and I knew this is not what I want to do. Um, this is not what I would have ever wanted to do, you know. It was not bring a, Monday was also a dread. Then, then at that particular time, you, you, you held a talk at SEK. And then I came for that talk. I remember, I think your son was doing the video. He was registering, uh, Jackie. And then I, <laughs> I know we came in and then I heard you speak. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I was like, it, it, it just brought something outside me. And I was like, hmm, I feel like that's what I want to do. I didn't understand what it is, but I realized that's what I wanted to do. So at that particular time is when now my journey of becoming a coach and reading about it and mm-hmm. talking to other coaches is one now that took me to the place where I have been to become mm-hmm. whom I, I mean, I'm supposed to be and now drew up the lessons and helped me to start understanding who I am supposed to be. So it's when I'll read a book and then I'll get, oh, I can steal this, I can feel it. And then I listen to somebody, I'm like, this actually is, uh, uh, this is happening because of what happened here. So I say bringing out those things that were hidden, the emotions. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did, like, I remember I read a book and it, the book was on a millionaire's mindset. It's a millionaire's mindset book. And I remember the man starts in the beginning of his book, he talks about how you are trained mm-hmm. and, and about the root affecting the fruit of the tree. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. of the things he says that what you are, the files you have inside you are the files that you seem to, 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 to be able to carry and they'll control everything you do. And I remember he said one of the things you have to do exercise, go and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself, tell yourself you're worthy. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, mm-hmm. I, I was shocked because here in my head, I knew I, I, knew I believed I was worthy. In my head but when I faced the mirror I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror that's when it hit me that I have never actually looked at myself in the mirror and 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 I struggled and I finally looked at myself I brought and I said you are worthy and I broke down and cried and cried and cried I did I did first it was so difficult but I cried and cried and cried. I, could, I couldn't believe it. And I think I, every time I, I told myself I was worthy, I cried like for several days. I did not know that it was actually even bottled inside there. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. another lesson I learned. So I had to practice, to write it down. Like now even you can see we are zooming. When you see that, I've, I've written there, chosen by God. That's also a way of me telling myself you are chosen. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I like I belonged. So now this, most times I write, I write precious one. Why? Because I want to tell myself you're precious. So I had to start telling myself these things that were not told to me as I was growing up. 
the things that I was not told, Lillian, you're bright, or Lillian, you're brilliant, or well done to this. So those are the things now I also started learning that you need to tell yourself. I had to learn to be kind to me. And I had also to learn to, 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 to accept my husband pointing out where I was passing on my own parenting to my, our children. Mm-hmm. Because I remember there's a day, like my older one, I told you, I said I attended parenting class when my older one was a bit older. So my disciplining is what I picked as I was growing up. Because if I did something wrong, it was being uh, chapward. And you are chapward and you're told, get out of here. You know, so I was passing it on that to him without me realizing I'm doing that. My husband told me, be very careful. This boy might end up not liking me. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. when he was 12, I spoke to him in a certain way when he was 12. And he told me, mom, every time you speak to me like that, I think you don't love me. And Jackie, that was an eye opener for me. I looked at him. I'm like, something has to give way. Something has to change. Because I realized I had passed on exactly. And at times you say, I'll never do this. It's a lie you're telling yourself. Unless you have somebody to open your eyes. So I was to open your eyes to see. So at that particular time, yes, my husband also was able to point out because I had shared with him some of the things I had gone through when I was growing up and he was able to point out that. So some of the lessons are also, Jackie, to to watch um, my children. I tell my children about their sexuality. I am careful where my daughter goes. I am careful to check who she's hanging around with. I became that conscious also about their own sexuality that, 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 and protect where they go for sleepovers and, and just not make sure that they'll get somewhere where something will happen to their body or their mind and I am, I am not aware. So th- those are just some of the lessons that, um, yes, I learned. And there are many. <laughs> you always pick up one thing after the other and, 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 and in your parenting journey. And even right now, the other day I was talking to my son and we we're talking about his 18 now and we we're talking about marriage. And, um, and I was telling him about, and he was talking about when he marries a wife and he was telling me what the things he'll be doing or what he will do. And I say, you can't do that. And he says, why mom? You don't, nowadays you don't know how people will behave tomorrow. And I was telling him, no, 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 sweetheart. You cannot do that. She's your wife. And as long as she's your wife, you belong together. So, so some of those lessons just come as you're going. Then I, I, at times now, he's, because he's older, I can tell him some of the weaknesses, the, 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 the wrongs we have done to each other with the dad. And I'm like, I made a mistake here. Your dad must have made a mistake here because we're talking about investment. And then I told him, we, we didn't know. We were never taught about investments. Those are mm-hmm. things you teach mm-hmm. your children. Mm-hmm. We were never taught. Mm-hmm. So Jackie, we've never invested. As we got our money, we ate it. Me, the things I saw my parents do when my, my dad had money would go to Mombasa for holiday. So every time I got a bonus to holiday, I didn't see them. I mean, some, I didn't see them invest. Maybe they invested and they didn't tell us. So my son is learning about investment, something that I never did. So some of the lessons also come up as you learn as a parent about yourself. So when it comes to teaching our children about money, we failed miserably. And that's the, the bit that my, my older son is, is, is taking part and going to YouTube and learning about investment and learning about money and learning about saving. And I was telling me, mom, you know, I can help you guys with your finances. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 18. I told you earlier the joys of parenting. When they come back to teach you something, you didn't teach them, but they have taught themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. he comes back and he tells me, I can teach you about uh, finances. And I said, it's okay. He's like, I have slides. I said, that's good. 
tonight you will take us through those slides. Mm-hmm. So when we're going through mm-hmm. that is when I was telling him, this is the mistake we made with your dad. And um, I pray that you would make that mistake with your wife. Mm-hmm. Then I mentioned mm-hmm. to him some of our good friends whom he knows who are doing very well. And, and I say we, must, we might have had the same finances when we were starting, but they are that because they did this and this, and now they seem to be okay. We didn't do that. So it's also just being transparent. Mm. Mm. And also the other big lesson that I can tell you, Jackie, the biggest lesson also I learned is to apologize to your child. After I learned that I was parenting wrongly, I went back to my older son and in front of his siblings. I, and you know, he has a, a strong personality, honest that boy. He has a very strong person. And he needed a bit of, to be able just to get him to comply. And, and I had to apologize to him. I'm like, the way I was, I was, I was disciplining you, it was wrong. And I had to apologize before him. And, and even right now, when, when I do something wrong, wrong, I'm able just to go to them and tell them I'm sorry. So at times, I think just getting um, something like just from your parent or somebody who raised you, an uncle or a grandma, to say, okay, I went wrong when I did this and this where you're concerned. It helps you heal. So that was also one of the lessons that I, I apologize to them when I'm wrong so that they don't feel um, anything, hold anything inside of me that I apologize for doing that. And I've, another example I'll show you, one of the things I grew up was, I, you will be told anything. You're stupid. You're like this. With all those things and they will go in and they bind you. And I remember there's a time in a spa of anger. I told one of my sons, I, I think he, he did something that was, they were still young and he broke one of my best jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, you asked, you know, in that moment, I just, the word stupid came out. Mm. And I think he was like three. At five, no, he, he was, I think five. The system must have been three or four around there. And the system maybe was, was two. And when he was seven, around eight, he, he said it, mom, you called me stupid another time. And the sister says, yes, you did. It stuck with them. I, I apologize. And I had apologized to him before. But now he was, but I said, but I apologize. Didn't I ask you to forgive me? You're still holding it in the inside of you. So, so some of those negative words you tell your children without knowing that their subconscious mind and their spirit especially will carry them until when they are old. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the and say that um, the mistakes I've also made just in the style of being angry. That's why I say you can't discipline. Don't talk when you're angry to your child because those words will be careful what you tell them. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lillian. As, as you are describing, you know, the chosen one, the precious one, um, I think you should also add there the generous one because I really appreciate your generosity in sharing these very personal and very sensitive stories but which um, I believe can help someone out there who is perhaps struggling with some of the things that you struggled with, maybe who is wondering how to make amends with their child, uh, maybe who thinks that it's too late, but I think when they hear your story, they could be inspired to change their ways. So as as we finish, Lillian, um, you're a parenting coach. And so now I want to invite you to just talk talk a little bit about your programs what you do and how people can get in touch with you um, in order to learn from you. Okay. Um, first, um, um, my Facebook page is Dillian Nyangor Ndabuki. That's my Facebook page if you wanted to get to me. Um, I, 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 I train, I, I'll say train or make parents aware 
of children who are zero to 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So there's a problem where I take you through um, about disciplining, about uh, finances, about cleaning, house chores, about responsibility. So that's a whole, a whole thing until maybe they're around 12 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and also just, especially in the areas of discipline, until what stage do you stop? Mm -hmm. Because then, then, then how do you discipline your child? Uh, so that be, because I remember being, be, being disciplined in front of people and it, it was quite demeaning. Uh, it demeans your child. And then I have um, also a teens program, how to parent teenagers mm -hmm. uh, between 12 to 17. Mm -hmm. And then um, and I do this in group, whereby if, if you are many, but if you want a one-on-one -on -one whereby you're struggling with something with your parents, I can also talk to you. I also uh, go to schools to, to teach parents about especially uh, raising up teenagers mm -hmm. and just take the the changes that teenagers going, how you should start now realizing you have to listen to them. You cannot use the same method you used when they were zero to twelve as teenagers because mm -hmm. they are. They are yeah, that's one of one of one of, uh, one of them. The other thing that, as you are talking, I'm thinking I should add. <laughs> as you are talking, I realize I should add parenting parents because as I, as I was talking to you about it and as i told you at times when when you're training or you're talking to somebody about your story things come up as a coach because a coach you're you're coached to pick out things in the, that are inside so i realized yeah people should also go for being parented how to be parented themselves you know how you can be parented because when you say it when you say Lillian on those ones you should you'll also add generous so i said mm, i think i need to be parented so that i need to go somebody who can parent me and then tell me all the nice things I needed to hear as I was growing up. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> and tell all the, the, the younger me. That felt nice. It was feeling nice to be told I'm generous. I mean, yes. So those are just uh, the programs that I have on parenting. Of course, I'm a teacher and a facilitator. I love to teach, to train and facilitate the corporate level in leadership and all that. Yeah. Okay. Thank Customers. you so much. Thank you so much, Lillian. And if you're listening to this and you would like to get in touch with Lillian, remember her Facebook page is Lillian Nyangor Dabuki. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And I can, I, 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 and, and, and I, I encourage you to speak to her. Uh, as she has said, she has programs to help you parent your, uh, you know, your, your under 12, your under 12s, but also your, your teenagers. Thank you very, very much for sharing your story, uh, Lillian. I'm sure it's going to inspire very, very many people. Thank you so much, Jackie, also for the opportunity to share my story so that um, if somebody's out there can get inspired. It's, it's, if you've done it wrong, as you said, it's not too late. Mm -hmm. One of the things I tell parents, a child will always love you. And they always want that connection because they came from you. A child will always, that's why you see somebody who is a single mom, has raised their child, they are in their 20s, they go looking for their parents. That's why you find somebody who's adopted. When they grow up, they realize they were adopted, they go looking for their parents. There's always that, that connection. So that's what I can, I can say, uh, that if you have done it wrong, uh, there's always a chance because that child belongs to you. Okay, yes. thank you. Thank you, Lillian. Uh, this has been Uzazi Podcast.